the Dead Set Legends are up in a sec, thanks to Newtown Toyota, who've been catering to all your automotive needs for over 30 years. 92.9 Triple M's Dead Set Whose voice is that? Whose voice is that? I'm very worried, Mickey Barlow, because Xavier <laughs> Ellis has come into the studio a little He's downtrodden. Tantrum. No, I was going to say downtrodden. Xavier, okay. uh, we'll get to Xavier Ellis in a tick. Mickey Barlow, good morning to you. Morning. I'm calling him Tantrum Ellis this morning. <laughs> and Hey, I'll tell you who this else is going to introduce bit. Leachie. We're going to hey, speak Be when quiet. spoken to, Tantrum. <laughs> hey, go sit in the corner. Uh, Brittany Taylor wore in a tiara today to yes. impress T- Tantrum and myself. So yes. looking good, Britt. How are you? Uh, yeah, Well, uh, yes, the headpiece was already on for the races after this. I've taken it off to don the headphones <laughs> instead. I haven't seen your headpiece. No, no, it's here, so Dave. That's no, a nice one. Yeah, Actually, a pearl that number. was probably the first Barney me and my wife ever had was at the races. Uh, How many have had Dave? since? No, she had like a headpiece on and a lady walked past late at night and said, oh, that's a beautiful headpiece. I said, do you want it? And I gave it to her. What do you mean? <laughs> no. Yeah, let's just say it didn't oh, go down great. Yeah. No, and no, and, no, and things that. have been going downhill since and, 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 and you're not happy this morning. The rest of the I, night I had to steal someone else's headpiece. I, I know your headspace there, Zave. You would have been on an AFL wage and thinking, oh, I'll just get another headpiece. Right. And then quickly the AFL wage goes. You can't <laughs> afford any headpieces. Yeah. No, I'm a bit frustrated this morning. I took myself for a walk through the park. Just, so. to, just to cool your jets. Yeah, look, I don't want to say too. I don't, I don't want to touch on it, but the kids are shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> Lots coming up on the show this morning. We'll obviously go through last night's big game uh, where Geelong just went thwack against the oh, Lions. Hawkins yeah. just snacked, didn't he? Yeah. He's oh. just too good. Oh, no, no. How good is Harris the oil Andrews. on his arms? I oh, know, mate. You should have seen both of us in the boarding house. Well, we, they, <laughs> Simon they were Miller. looking through the windows. Don't worry about that when we oiled ourselves up. <laughs> Trainer for uh, Simon Miller is going to join us. We're going to talk about all things uh, coming up for the Spring Racing Carnival. Also, talk about the quokka mm. that's coming up, Britt Taylor. Big announcement during yes. the week for... $4 million slot race. I'll tell you about a little bit later. Oh, I need to know a little bit. All right. Game of Games also on the way. Mickey's got a break lined up, which I'm a little worried no, about. But no, we'll I'm not see sure how... if I do anymore. <laughs> 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 Ted Set Legends here on Perth's 92.9 Triple M with Tank Tiara and Tantrums. <laughs> great day for the races, Brittany Taylor. Dressed to the nines. What time's kick off today? Uh, it's a great question. Come on, mate. I, I, I hype you up like the greatest it's professional. It's midday. Midday. What are you dressed already for? Well, by the time you get there. Okay. Okay. Well, this way. funnily enough, you've gone down the Tom Hawkins theory yesterday because uh, I had a good chat to him as he drove to the footy yesterday. He got in the car. And, he would have uh, been caught in traffic. Massive traffic. Yeah. No, so we spoke for 45 minutes. I think he was that nervous. Not that nervous, but he was like, I just don't want to sit in traffic and yeah, think what, about what the game. Was, what was but, his demeanour like? Take us behind the car. Yeah, as, ch- as chilled as ever. Really? Yeah, no, like, I thought you said he was nervous. No, but no, but like, well, make up your mind. No, I was like, no, he was as chilled as ever. But he yeah. just didn't want to. Think he was about running it. late. He didn't want to get nervous. And we had a laugh because I remember Gary. Can you remember that game Gary Ablett? They reckon was seen running down the side of the road to yeah. get to a game. Yeah. And Hawk was like, "Yeah, Gaz would have left Geelong when you're meant to be in the rooms. Like that's how chilled Gaz was." So, mm. what about no, the Collingwood boys getting in the prang on the way to the airport? Yeah, yeah, crazy. That would just stress you out, wouldn't McCreary, it? McQuarrie, though, he'd hurt the car. You know about him, he's bulletproof. But no, even like just talking through like matchups, for example, he would get Harris Andrews, uh, Dizzy Gardner would go to Cameron, kick five on Andrews last time. Like, I don't know, I just sat there and I was like, oh, that's a pretty good chat. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed watching the game, thinking what space he was in prior to yeah, it. Yeah, right. Were you uh, chatting about the kids? Are you yeah, like, so just... we spoke about close. Uh, my kids were the kids in the team. Kids no, no, no. Team. Oh, no, 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 yeah, I meant, no. No, I meant your actual children. No, no, like, he, he, was, he, was re- he was ready to go, actually. He yeah. might have had a bit, been a bit off with the kicking because he had a couple mm. of afternoon naps. Uh, Emma, his wife, had taken his newborn to the city. 
uh, a couple of days earlier, so Tom had the girls. Yeah. And whilst they were at school, the big fella, the big whale, just uh, lounged it on the couch and uh, punched a few Zs. So maybe he was just a bit too relaxed. He's got, he's got, a, he's got acreage there, doesn't he? So does he have some – he could put goal kicking, some goal posts – out there and just yeah, have some practice. Yeah, you'd have to sort of chop into the infinity pool and the um, <laughs> it, it does look a very, very nice sort of setup. Stuff. Yeah, so the cows just float around the house. Yeah, and, no, it's and, amazing. And, and I tell you what, the be. best part is when you're nude in the bath. It's one of those <laughs> massive big windows. <laughs> Like, so everyone can see him, but geez, you got a good view going out. That is the best part. The absolute yeah, best part. Right. And yep. everyone's, everyone's wondering why we're going into detail on Tom Hawkins' life is because last night's game was a non-event, wasn't it? It was a it was non-event. A, was it 70 a 70, in the end? 71-point yeah. drubbing, and from the first minute, you could tell Geelong had been wound up for two weeks, and Brisbane had come to the end of their run. So... Oh, it was danger, the danger, danger field. Go, yeah. Danger goes back. Bang. Answer some critics. I think he had 16 and two two goals in the first uh, half. Yeah. And it was all over by then. Brisbane had no answers whatsoever. Their front half was diabolical. It hasn't uh, worked, mate. It doesn't work with the three talls. I mean, mm. white man Freddie can see that. It mm. worked last week. It worked the week before. Who would have you dropped? Or left out? Oh, I probably would have gone mixed day. But he's been pretty good the last two weeks. Yeah, but he Danaher, has. Yeah, no, no. wasn't there, and then the uh, week Joe, before Joe that, hasn't, the... Joe's had no better year than a Rory Lobb or someone like that. Mm. So yeah. maybe, maybe Joe getting picked on reputation. I, I don't know, but I, the whole three tall things hasn't worked. Gee, I feel for young um, hamstring Holmes. Oh. Yeah, that's. They reckon he's a chance. Nah, you saw you him walk see off. The re- right? How about the reaction when he just punches the ground? Like your heart just breaks yeah. for them. It, and it happens every single year. Mm. There's yeah. always one story like this. I missed this. the chance to win a flag with a leg injury. And like you still. That was 13? Yeah, 13, yeah. So you absolutely spew on it. And he, he was Wish playing. Wish played. He probably wouldn't have won. Oh, mate. <laughs> Take you back to the one I played before that. And we probably wouldn't have won that either if I didn't play. So, uh, hey. Uh, with but, that being said, last five minutes, Geelong obviously had it all done. Yeah. Do you want to see the old boys off? Um, it is so Bruce free at that stage, though. Yeah, you do, 100%. I just said, get them off. No, you do, you do take out. them off. But what, what about, too? That's always a stage when you realise, yeah. like, Mick's in the midfield at that stage. I'm in the back pocket. <laughs> you always realise who the coach's favourites yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ross, um, I remember once we, I think we had to win the last game of the year to get into finals. Yeah. And the three-court time was all over. I think we're playing Melbourne and... Up by 70 points. And Ross said, brought us in and goes, right, this has to be the most boring quarter of football ever displayed. So he just told us to go out there and literally just kick it short to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we had to kick it long down the line, someone just knock it out of bounds, like real bruise free. So I think that that would have been the the line of thinking of Chris Scott at three-quarter time. Hey, Mick, you mentioned, Ross, is it too late to circle back to Essendon? Um... Oh, where are they at, Essendon? What have they got? The James Heard situation is, is oh, a fascinating I, if one. If I was Essendon now, I'd do the big up yours to everyone else. And I, if you think James Heard's the best, just go get him. Who cares yeah. about what anyone says? Well, just go get like him. that sounds like it could be indeed mm. the case. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Mm. And I, James Heard was my favourite player as a kid growing up. Really? So I love James Heard, yeah. What, what's your Really quickly, Brent, what's your, Zave and I are on the same page. Mm. I, I like the redemption story of it. and you know, Give him a chance. Like, people make mistakes and... Fairly kind of significant point why. in time yeah. in, in Essendon's history, but it's oh, pretty I'm, big. I'm, I'm in on it. I'm it's, in. Oh, I don't know. It, it's a pretty big indiscretion to have to be back as a head coach of a football club. Yeah. They're, they're on their said, knees, though, Essendon. I always do sort of sit on the side of once you do your time, then, you know, the, it, there's yeah. redemption. But there. also, but he, this is people, pretty big. people do forget that he came back mm. and coached and was actually let go by Essendon. It wasn't, he didn't. 
finish up after the AFL sanction. Yeah. He, he actually came back and, uh, and lost his job that way. But Geelong through to a grand final. Uh, we might have to get Tommy Hawkins on next week or so. Would have someone just really sprug it up? Yeah, Brittany, uh, sad, happy. Uh, How are you feeling? I'm sad okay. because, in my opinion, Roger Federer is the greatest athlete to ever walk The greatest through. of all time? The greatest of all Do you think time. it's because of the class that he played with and also it, acted with? I think it's who he is as a person. The, yeah. I mean, the, the champion that he's been on the court, but more so than ever, it's just he's been the, the statesman of the competition. Everybody yeah. loves Roger. And uh, the other night he released this. As many of you know, the past three years have presented me with challenges in the form of injuries and surgeries. I've worked hard to return to full competitive form but I also know my body's capacities and limits and its message to me lately has been clear. I am 41 years old. I've played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever would have dreamt. And now I must recognize when it is time to end my competitive career. 41, 41 years yeah. old. I'm How 34 and struggled to walk up a hill this morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it all of a sudden puts it into perspective, yeah. doesn't it? Just well, Dave Mundy's another one like that, oh. for example, where you go... Mm. Dave Mundy, for example, is five years older than me. You think, geez, yep. I struggle yeah. to get out of bed. And these professional athletes and Roger on the global scale have been phenomenal. I think there's something to be said about a, like longevity in a career. And I think yeah. that with a, a you know a footballer or a tennis player, or a horse, there there is something that when people are able to you know stretch it over so many years, yeah. you get a whole lot another level of admiration for them. Well, we're so lucky, Mick, that uh, mm. as a supporter or a fan of tennis, and I, I'm not going to say I'm a big fan, I, I love watching the Australian Open, but I'm not getting up to watch the US Open or anything like that. Um, to have Novak, mm. Rafa, and Roger all winning 20-plus Grand Slams, like imagine if one of them just didn't exist. Mm. But Roger could have had 30. Like that's how good he is. So, um, yeah, he leaves as such a star and a gentleman. And his, uh, some big moments, but he, his humble nature, I think, is the one that uh, will all You could follow. have taken a leaf out of his book. Yeah, we probably could have. <laughs> uh, don't put me in there, you. <laughs> He's, um, yeah, just remarkable. I think, Britt, you've got something pretty, pretty well, funny, really, in well, terms of the, the career off the court. He was great on the court, but his ability to, to work technology wasn't great. Oh, the, just the bromance between Roger oh, and yeah. Rafa. Yeah. Is one of the great bromances. Yeah. Which ever. I find it funny that Novak doesn't get thrown in there. Like the, the three no, 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 big no. Do- it's forget, like yeah. Forget Novak. It's yeah. all about Roger and Rafa. And one of the all time funniest videos on the internet was the day that they had to record an ad. So, Rafa, do you. <laughs> he looks at me. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. So, Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what you're gonna give me for Christmas yet? I don't. You know what? I'm gonna play an exhibition. Okay, you start. <laughs> They completely got the giggles. They remind me of Mick Barlow doing yeah. a live read. I was no, just that, about that, to no, say, no, and no. you think us, we, we struggle through the live reads. That, that is exactly what it reminded that's me of. That's genuinely like doing a live read one-on-one with Andrew Embley. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's that's what it is. It's like <laughs> listening to you go, mmm, through Rusty's mm, segment. Mm. Uh, yeah, greatest of all time, you said. Yeah, Tick absolutely. He'll load up, and there he goes. This will be the game. It's time for Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Here we go! 
Time for a game of games. Let's see who is playing today for a family pass to the Perth Royal Show, starting with Kristen from Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Now, we are well, Kristen. Not as well as you're about to be when you win a game of games here. Who <laughs> do you want to play for you this morning? I'd love to pick Dave. Oh. Okay. Kristen, it's interesting. I just have an affinity with the females. And, uh, mate, I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're on board this morning. Let's get you to the Royal it's Show. Kristen here. It's the ladies at the coffee shop. It is. It's if everywhere. It's not love arts. It's uh, phone calls on the radio station. Let's go to Marcus from Salter Point. Good morning. Good morning. Now, who would have you picked had you had the choice? Um... Be careful yeah, what you say Dave. here. No. Oh, no, in that fair. point, you just no, say, that's fair. Yeah, no. that's fair. I would have picked Mickey anyway because then he'll try harder yeah. for you. No, no, yeah. he's, he's yeah. back to the wall, Mick Barlow. I'm mm. mature age draftees. They didn't get it easy. <laughs> uh, and this is how he's going to get it All done. Right, and I've had a tantrum this morning. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know what's going to come out here. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, overnight, Joel Selwood levelled Michael Tuck with the most finals games played with 39. Ooh, Today, 39. I'm not asking for career games. I'm asking for games played in finals. Oh, oh okay. nice. Mick Barlow, look up at the camera, please. Uh, no, I'm actually just I'm booking a couple of tickets somewhere, but I don't, where you know book, how you have to add to the cart? To? I've got to actually book tickets to my own best and fairest night at Werribee. It's remarkable. Anyway. <laughs> you don't have to pay for the ticket, do you? <laughs> oh, you use a code at checkout and all that, and you get 80 bucks off or whatever it is, but Riley wants Move to come, on, which folks. is... Right. Anyway, um, Michael Tuck, what was it? Michael Tuck finals. Current no. Collingwood captain. Scott Pendlebury. Oh, Scott Pendlebury. <laughs> uh, 27. 27, okay. Well, they started pretty slow. 2010, they won. They were good through that patch, and they went down. I'm going to go hey? with 22. Yeah. Oh, that, hang on, something's happening in the background. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with 22. Okay. Team Mickey. Bullseye! Team Mickey. Oh, slick Mick. Mickey. 27 oh, was bang on. Oh. Game over. That, that's the first time we've ever got the exact number. Um, ben DeBarlow, bang. Yeah. Oh, that's what I've got to do. I've just got to not pay attention. Next yeah. one, Britt. Let's go. All right. GWS and Niggle Merchant, Toby Green. Niggle Merchant. Xavier up. Yeah, Toby Green. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, he's probably been suspended for plenty of them. Uh, <laughs> Toby Green, maybe something along the lines of 14. Oh, I'd 13. Say, 13. I'd say, I'd say eight. Okay. What's wrong, Leachie? Something's happening. <laughs> Team Zave. Yeah. I'm a high energy guy. It's doing yeah. the maths when you decide to just change up. That's all. Yeah. 11. 11. So, oh. yeah. yeah good change up by me there. close. Very good change up by me. Awfully close. All right. Frio and North Melbourne legend Peter Bell. Peter Bell. Peter Bell. Ding, Bell. ding, 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 ding. Did you, used to play, did you play with Belly? No, I never played with Belly. I think in Belly's last year at Freo, he was living in Geraldton or yeah. something, flying in. I used, used to ring that school bell on the sidelines every time we got the footy. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Geraldton Belly played a lot of footy at North and played in the Premiership. Uh, would have played in a couple of finals at Freo. Not a huge amount. I'd go 12. Do you know what, Mick? I'm making this up, but Shannon Grant won the Norm Smith with four goals and 20 disposals. Do you know what Belly did in that game? Um, no. 30 and four. Yeah, wow. amazing. Hey, uh, so one of flags. You fought a lot of time there to have a think. What did you say, Slick? You don't 12. just get to 12. go off uh, what you said. Frio wouldn't have been many. I wouldn't have thought. Prelim there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with 11. Oh, you're an idiot. Okay, played the unders overs. Team Mickey. It's my best time of the week. That's what you deserve that, for playing the unders overs. No, well, I just went four years, four, like four deep runs. Okay. So that's how I had them. 19. 19, Bally. Well 15 done. 15 wow. with North Melbourne, four with Frio. 
All right. Let's keep going. The man with the premiership winning. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the premiership winning mark in 2005. Leo Barry. Leo Barry. Leo Barry. Um, yeah, gee, Whittakers, this is going to be a tough one. Sydney don't miss finals. I'm going to go with 13 for Leo Barry. Leo Barry. Um, all right, are we on air? Yeah, we yeah. are. <laughs> okay, Leo Barry. Thir- what did you say, 13? Yeah. Uh, 16. For the win. Team Mickey oh. wins. He's done it. 17 was the correct oh, answer. Pretty good. Oh, tantrums over here. We knew that he, he wasn't going to be off oh, to a good start. Kristen, email in. I'll find you a family pass or something as well. Apologies oh. for that, mate. Performance was hor- horrible. I can't explain it, so I apologise. But, Marcus, oh. it's good news for you. Yeah, great. Knew you had it in your Mickey. No, thank you. Knew you had it in. You didn't want him to start with, and now you reap the rewards with a family pass. I'm pretty gullible. I'm pretty gullible, but um, nah, stuff you. (laughs) What goes with football in spring is also the racing. That's it, and we are starting to warm up now. Group one racing over east today, and uh, pretty big announcement during the week in terms of WA racing and a big four million dollar slot race. And Bob Peters bought all of them yet? Yeah, you'd think he would be, (laughs) but uh, person who might be reaching into the pocket is. Simon Miller, who we have on the line now. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Brittany, Xavier, and uh, Mickey. Hope you're all well. Yeah, it's an investment strategy meeting on, <laughs> you know, as as uh, one of my great men once said. So uh, looking forward to it. Now, first and foremost, before you barrel me with questions. Yeah, go. Brittany, did you get your multi last night? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh. I was I was having blues with my dad because I was going for Geelong. Was my multi was very much Geelong centric. Yes. He was going for Brisbane. He kept turning the TV off, and he said, "What are you going for Geelong for?" And uh, he's, he was going mad at me. And no, the multi didn't get up, so everything's um, not so good. <laughs> so, any weird chance to see you on the plane over to Melbourne? Of course, a big Geelong fan yourself. No, you, I can't, Xavier. I got too much on here, so I, I knew I was in trouble. Sometimes work calls, and unfortunately, uh, I have to stay. So. What? I, I, I was here. Yeah, I, I, I was hearing Simon that Gil McLaughlin received a text or a call from you last night, uh, <laughs> demanding <laughs> a ticket. So, jump if you know Gil McLaughlin, uh, saddle up next to him. You'll go all right. Yeah, Gil will look after me. He's a good man. So he loves <laughs> he, he loves his racing. So, uh, like when he was over here last year, I tipped him a couple of losers. I thought, well, I'll be sitting up in the nosebleed section. <laughs> but, uh, um, now I've got uh, I have got a really good horse in the stable for the listeners. It's, mm. it's an unraced two-year-old. It's undefeated at the moment. It just shows me scope. Um, it's a smart missile. Jeez, a beauty. Oh. Hey, can you, can you, has it got big girth? <laughs> oh, it's got it's got everything you look for in a horse. He's just you know I just love he's got swagger. <laughs> uh, like one of his co-owners. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, there's a few high flyers in there, Britt. Well, I tell you what. Now, so Zay, the, the, tell us, you've the, gone into a horse with Simon. I'm in a Simon. horse with Simon. Yeah, absolutely. From the uh, Adelaide sales. Now I'm in with a, a guy, a mate of mine, whose grandfather owned uh, Minicato. So we've got those colours we can use, and we've also got the royal red of the Listeers that we could use. But uh, Simon, we're thinking we just keep it a bit basic early. Yeah, we'll we'll put it in the uh, Geelong colours. Yeah, well, Simon's yeah. racing colours are the Geelong yeah. colours, so this could be appropriate. A, a good omen, a very very good omen. But of course, the people who went in first, their first horse they won, they got in won the Derby. <laughs> Some people are blessed, yeah, know, and hopefully they bring the luck with you. What's Zave like as an owner? Oh, he's unreal. He, mm. uh, 
he uh, leads the charge. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, can can chug a chug a mean pint in about thirty seconds and looks at you and goes, "You're up." <laughs> uh, it's like, right, hey, you gotta you gotta do your training before you go out with him. You can't. You gotta do it pre-season. You can't just roll up first up, otherwise you're in a world of pain. Now, the yeah. other night we went for a couple of beers. Mick, can you remember that about three weeks ago, how I had to sleep on the couch before we came yeah. on air? Yeah. That was after That's we had song. a little investment strategy meeting with Simon and all the boys <laughs> that I need to have a little kip before we went on air. So uh, it was good. Just didn't need the kebab and the extra session at the pub on the way home. <laughs> yeah, and it was good that day because Noble Bourne got up for us and there was all a bit of love. By length, too. So Simon tipped us a, a horse the next day. One by about four lengths. Mm. It, was, it was sit there and just bloody cash in, cash out, as we like to say. That's it. Put yeah. it in, put it out. It was like, and how's things, Mickey? You well? Going well, mate. You've got a couple of notable owners. Xavier Ellis has been probably in double digits down below. The It's a Ray Day ownership. Talk us through that one. Yeah, there's a few in there, isn't there? You've got footy mm. players and cricketers. Um, a mixed bag of lollies. So uh, it's, it's exciting. Got... Like it's, did you all, I'll tell you the funniest thing. You guys have conquered sport at the highest level. Yep. Yet once you turn into an owner... Um, they get to the races and they're nervous and yeah. they can't control it. And they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're a passenger. Like, Bean Cox and Peter Bell were the worst owners in the Mountain <laughs> pre-race. Yet they're premiership players. And it's like, how does this, how does this work? Or Sean Marsh nearly vomits every time. Yet he's happy to face... He's happy to face the wind. He's launching things oh, at his, yeah, at his yeah. noggin. Yeah, you're not wrong. He's so incredible. You actually see it all the time from them. They could be as cool as a cucumber mm. out on the field in their respective code, and then they get to the races and they're And I don't even palms. think it's a financial thing. I don't think it's like, I think it's the fact you, you want to win so yeah. badly. Well, they all say it's because it's out of their hands. Yeah. You have no control of it, mm. and I think it just stresses A bit like my out. career. It was out of my hands. <laughs> I just hope the boys played well. <laughs> now, hey, Simon... Hey, so one percenters that win games. <laughs> I was good after the games. I had the facilities organised and the tabs ready, but on the field, no good. Uh, it's the one percenters that win races as well, and we are looking forward towards the spring summer carnival here in Perth. Can you give us a top three from your stable horses to follow as we head towards the Pinnacles Carnival and, and when we get to Ascot? Uh, number one's Amelia's Jewel. Of You've course. got to follow her. Everyone, uh, write that down. Amelia's yeah. Jewel. Yeah, she's a freak. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and where's she at now? Is she in the stable? Yeah, she'll trial uh, Tuesday the 27th. She'll go to Lark Hill, have a couple of trials, and she'll be first up uh, in the Belgravia. So look for her to uh, hopefully go on a winning way like she has in the past. But she's an absolute beauty. So you get, number one's her. All right, number two. Miss Kentucky. Oh, yeah. She's a beautiful Brittany heading... Taylor. His recent trip. Well, oh, oh yeah. well, yes, hey, yes. See there, Norman. She's just sobered up. Yeah. Literally just yeah. I put her on the booze of this morning and it finally read double zero. <laughs> well, I hope Miss Katiki's not legless when it gets to the races. <laughs> and number three. Now, number three, I'm going to throw you an unraced two-year-old and I'm being serious. And did it trial on Monday? Oh, look at you go. I'm on to it. I'm on to it. (laughs) You couldn't miss it. Uh, It's called Live to Tell. Live to Tell. I've just written them down. Of course, Amelia's Jewel, Miss Kentucky, and Live to Tell. Simon, big news uh, during the week, $4 million, the quokka. Mate, uh, how do you see that playing out? Obviously, I think, I believe it's probably pretty similar to the Everest situation, Mm. buying slots and getting in. How do you see that? Will will it draw interstate horses? Do you think it's a Perth-based race? How do you think it's going to play out? 
it'll draw interstate horses purely because of the dollar. And I think the timing to put it two weeks after the TJ Smith in Sydney gives an option for those that might have run midfield um, that want to still continue on. And I think that's a good thing because it'll promote promote the race. I think the Autumn Carnival needed something. It was just a little bit off and needed a bit of sex appeal. And now you've, yep. launched, a four, you've launched a $4 million race. So you come out of the summer carnival and then you roll into this and it'll generate a lot of publicity as to who does what with their slots and or what deals are done and um, it, it'll be it'll be good, it'll build momentum and it'll be exciting for WA and I suppose the other thing it'll do, if they advertise it well, uh, the younger generation will see a $4 million race on in Perth and they'll all get there because you look at the Everest and, and the gen, you know, the the demographic of people that go to the age demographic, well, they're all youngsters that are mm. getting off the chain. So, um, it's going to be a piss up. That's, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Let's hope that can be <laughs> the case. Now, Simon, as we let you go, are we backing State of Power in race four today? It does look a very suitable race, drawn well. Uh, she's had, from an owner's point of view, this is her 14th run this prep. Which is unheard of. And she's yeah. placed at just about every single one of them all once. So yeah, she's, she's a dream. been a beauty Brit. Yeah, she's been a ripper. So, uh, yeah, she'll run well today. Um, so you can have something on her. But, Beautiful. Um, Zave literally has his pen yeah, and write, paper write, out. Write He's <laughs> actually writing all of this down. Yeah, don't worry. I've got Brad Davidson's tips and I've got yours down next to him. <laughs> so uh, we're he, laughing. He doesn't, he doesn't take much seriously, Xavier Ellis, but as soon as Simon Miller's come on, he's had his pen at the ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, Simon, just quickly, mate, we're leaving our run for the Cox Plate a bit late this year, but um, I'm sure it's, you're, you're in good hands. <laughs> I can sort something out for you, but don't be surprised if uh, your horse is in, in uh, probably two years' time, you know, in the quokka. No, hey, in the quokka. Winning the quokka. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Simon. Yep. Good luck today and uh, for the rest of the spring-summer carnival. All's well. Thank you. And, uh, Mickey, you're a gun. I always followed you playing footy. It's good to have a chat. Just a bit Thanks, slow. Simon. Thanks, That's all <laughs> Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's best. All right, I am going over east. We're going, we going to Caulfield Group 1 action. Is he still there? In the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes. Yes, Save is here. It's okay. That's un- unreasonable, Michael Barlow. <laughs> we just we going to need 15 my... minutes, yes. everyone. Oh. Keep going. <laughs> we're going to need a winner is what we're going to need because if I know, Dave, there's Brit? only one thing that will cheer him up in this circumstance and that is if we can find a winner. And... In the Sir Rupert Clark. Now, this has been a bit controversial mm. because the favourite was the second emergency and hasn't gained a start. Moody's so, thing, yeah. Yeah, looked like it was a really, really good chance. Has No scratching, so doesn't so get a Carr start. Jamie Carr doesn't get a ride. Oh, no, Jamie Carr's on Graceful Girl. How does that work? Book two rides. Yeah, well, when it's not able to run anymore. So, so it kicks someone else off. Been, yeah. No, no, no. There wouldn't have been anyone on in the first place. So what happens but there would be someone yeah. if, if both are going. If, uh, I wish I win runs today. We've got to start. Then what happens? Who gets? Who's who's Jamie on? No, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just noticed that then. So Jamie Carr's on the uh, WA horse, but uh, yep.
Keep going. So, so there's two, well, there's a few little WA chances uh, across yeah. the program today. Graceful Girl is one of them. She raced well last week, but showmanship oh, is the way that I'm going. Okay. A winner first up. This is a horse that spent a long time off the scene, but uh, early days showed so much ability. And uh, I think it's $6 can run us a bit of a race in the Sir Rupert Clark. So Each way or snows in it? No, straight on the nose. We're, nice, we're the finishing lot. it up. We'll have $40 there, but I okay. just want to have something on in race number four, Japanese Emperor, at around $7. This horse, four. just go back and watch this horse's last mm-hmm. start replay. The form lines aren't as strong as some of the others in the field, but it was the way in which it did it. it had to sort of ease across heels and mm. absolutely flew home. So something, uh, the, An eye catcher. the $10 on Japanese Emperor, the eye Japanese catcher. Emperor, Jamie Mott on board. Put in. Saves Money. Take out. Saves money. You put it in. And you take it back out. And that's what it's all about. When those fingers rolling. I need I... to surrender to it. Now, when I fall on tough times, I head to what I yeah. know best. And I know. Just even in the tone of that uh, that that sting, it just you sounded vibrant. Yeah, I want nah, that Xavier Ellis back. No, nah, I dive back into the Melbourne Grammar Boarding House and I sidle up with a couple of blokes that went through thick and thins and weren't dogs. With so you. I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Ben Hayes, Ben and JD Hayes. Now, Britt, I'm going to take you on in the main race. Ooh, now, this okay. is because I heard Sharky, uh, one of the owners yep. of ASAR, as I went on my walk this morning through, yep. what's, what's the park called? Bowl Park. Is that yep. where I, Bowl Park? I'm going to go ASAR to each way, $26, $675 the place, mm. 25 each way on that. Do the math on that. I don't know, it's 500 or 600 Loves odd. a high-pressure race. They should roll along. Yep, 26 mm-hmm. bucks. I'm having 25 each way. I don't mind that. I'm going to put it in. Times it by 26, take it out, head to the Scarborough Sporty. And, you and, and I well sharing again. it. You and, and I. drink responsibly. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. Today's game, Michael Barlow, Sydney, mm. Collingwood, paint a picture. How's it play out? Whew. Uh, it's going to be big. I hope it's well. I hope it's um, more entertaining and aesthetic as last night's mm. game. Well, there's usually prelim finals. If history is anything to judge, there's usually one one-sided one and one ripper. So today's the ripper. I, I like Sydney. I think Sydney get the job done next week as well. Oh, they decide okay. the to beat for mine. I like their speed and their energy and their depth of talent. Like they've got eight guys, I reckon, that can win games for you and. and you know, you can shut down three or four of them, but the other three or four are going to pop up. That Papley, you know, you've got Goulden. Um, I really like Matt McInerney. He's a very honest goer, but but has that speed and ball use through the middle of the ground. That's their weapon. Collingwood, have they fired a few shots and like the Brisbane situation last night, fired their shots in the first two weeks and, and are they coming to the end of their emotional but tether? But have we said that for 13 mm. weeks now, that they were firing some shots yeah. and hanging on? And they keep and that's on a, going. Uh, that's a fair call. I think Sydney, though, are a different beast to take yeah. on. We saw that Geelong ability yes, last night in the first 15 minutes to to snuff it out. Like the, the, that rest they had, the build-up they've had, they've been on edge for 14 days and they're ready to go. I think we'll see a similar start. We'll see a closer match. Um, and Collingwood's weapons will have their moments, but I think Sydney just bat a bit deeper. Can we just imagine what... Melbourne will be like, talk about Melbourne lighting up, if it is a Geelong Collingwood grand final. Now, I'm a total neutral when it comes to this game. Last night, I I like Geelong and Mm. I want to see them win the flag. So if we project forward to next week, who is going to be better for Geelong to be taken on? Is it Collingwood? Collingwood, I think. I think they didn't play that well in the first final, Geelong, and they still managed to eke out a victory. Uh, They're white hot at the moment. If if you're Chris Scott sitting there going, well, Dangerfield's back into all-time form. Hawkins could have kicked 10. Um, you know, they, the bit players did their part. They got through with an injury, which we've spoken about with Holmes, and you feel so sorry for him that uh, if he doesn't get up, 
but it's not like they've lost mm. Tom Stewart. It's it's a young wingman um, who hopefully can get up. But if he doesn't, then it's just a, it's a disaster. But it's more of a depth player as a because Parfit was an emergency last night. Managola was an emergency last night. No Connor, mm. of course, was sub. The front half of Collingwood, they just kept getting it done against all. I, I do worry about their bigs. So my check is kind of he's not even a big. He's kind of a hybrid. But my check he's the plays one that like carries... Wayne Carey against West Coast. Yeah, he just gets goals. <laughs> he's like the best player in the league yeah. against West Coast. I've seen it's it too been, many times. They've been uh, doing it different ways in their forward fifty. It's Elliot. It's Ginevan. Even Ash Johnson's had a few games where he's popped up. But um, I think not having that legitimate. Key forward, you don't need the three that Brisbane have, but um, th- that's been something I think that may hold back Collingwood uh, if you if you're splitting hairs today. Franklin, um, had a poor one last week, didn't yeah. he? Or f- first week of the finals would be ready to rock and roll, He'll but he's back. But he's not the one that is going to to win and lose games for Sydney. But now, he, if he can pop up and take a defender and and have a moment, kick a goal or two, then that's adequate. There's other ways Sydney are going to win. It's not all. Uh, Lance Franklin or Bust. Mm. So you think it's going to be a close one then? Sydney I in do. a close one? Sydney by 11. 11. Uh, what Safe. do you do with Nick Dacos? Sorry, before we... So Ryan Clark tagged him or, or nullified or negated last time as a high half forward, and they yeah. threw him around. Craig McRae is quick to throw him up and around the ball and onto a wing. So I think it's rinse and repeat for John Longmire and uh, the Sydney Swans. Yeah, I think the Sydney Swans by 21. I think that they in an easy twenty-one. As silly as that could Ooh, sound, okay. yeah, a bit like we saw Fremantle last week get margin back to twenty, but it was felt like more than that. I'm going to go the other way, just for a point. You going Collingwood? Collingwood by just a kick in it. Gee whiz, we reckon Richmond went feral when uh, they jumped out Imagine in 2017. It. Collingwood back from 17th to win the premiership. Mick, uh, look up the houses over east because mm. uh, the Collingwood army will be out and about. Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go! This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, we're going to talk to a guy called Greg Podcast. That's what I call him these days. <laughs> uh, Greg Rusty's got, of course, uh, that many fantastic podcasts. Rusty's Garage, The Grill, and, of course, What's Under the Bonnet. Grab them all for free on the Listener app. Good morning, Rusty. We launched another one called The Showroom yesterday. Oh, so that's oh, you did not. <laughs> All right, well, let's just push on podcast. <laughs> uh, last weekend, Supercars in Pukekohe was a huge uh, send-off for that venue. It's been a traditional venue for a long time. And the local lad, Shane Van Ginsbergen, uh, with the fairy, fairy tale send-off. Yeah, he certainly did. I mean, he probably started the weekend feeling the, the weight of expectation from, you know, he's a, a local boy there from from Auckland, wanted to do well. Uh, but, but on the final day, on the Sunday, some great strategy, some great pit stops, and he hustled hard. We saw some good elbows out racing. Uh, and in the end, a, a win to Shane, an unforgettable celebration, and um, yeah, to use your words, kind of a, a fairy tale finish with a, a Kiwi winning the last Absolutely. ever one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, fairy tale indeed. I reckon we go with the nickname Pods, Zave. How does that sound? Podsy. Pods. Pods. Yeah, Pods. Yeah. Pods the Adler, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Pods, a lot of uh, <laughs> there has been a fair bit of chat around uh, this incident between Mark Winterbottom, Winterbottom and Will Brown. I can't believe this crash. The 56 Gs. Now, Leachy explained to me just the force of that. That is outstanding. It'd be like me running into you, Britt. <laughs> 56 Gs. Is the car fixable? Yeah, Britt, that's actually a really good question. And mm. the Erebus team are pulling some all-nighters to make this happen. So as I talk to you from Sandown uh, in Melbourne, Will Brown is actually here with us racing in a TCR car, so he's okay. Yeah. He was understandably 
bit bit fired up after you know what went down last weekend. Um, yeah. Motorsport Australia are looking into that 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 stuff in the in the garage. But yes, the car is fixable. Erebus are all hands on deck. Um, and the knock-on effect of this, if they couldn't repair that car, would have meant uh, a juggle, a challenge for the entry for Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway, the wildcard entry, the third car coming out of Erebus for Bathurst. So it means that Kiwi wildcard is is not compromised. It's on. And, um, yep, they're going to fix that car. There you go. Podsy, one from me, the Indy cars. I love the Indy cars. I love them. Will Power won his second Indy car crown. He only won... The one race for the year. So a very consistent year by Will. Yep, and an ultra-competitive season, we probably need to say as well. It was a cooler, maybe a more measured willpower that went into this title fight this year, playing some really good mm. uh, long-game stuff. He drives for the, the automotive icon, the legend in Roger Penske. So he's won an Indy 500. He's now a two-time winner of that IndyCar crown. And as you say, in a... In a uh, uh, an ultra-competitive year. We probably don't give him enough kudos here in Australia. Yeah. He flies under the radar a little bit, but an Aussie sportsman who's done some great things on that uh, that American scene. And just to finish, Dan Ricardo's future in F1 could be announced oh, in the next few we days. Go. Well, I mean, this is. I mean, my colleagues at, at Speed Cafe have, um, have you know done a story in recent days about you know would he consider uh, a project for a team that maybe isn't performing so well in the sport and try and help them move forward up the grid. So. I just want to see him in a car next year, guys. Hopefully it's a competitive mm, car. Yeah. I still, as we've said several times on the show, he's got so much to offer. Absolutely, Pods. Uh, mate, of course, if you do want to hear a bit more of Greg Rust, uh, jump <laughs> on the list. Again. Run We've through him again for me. Rusty's Garage, The Grill. What's under the... <laughs> what was the other one? Was the showroom? The showroom. And the showroom. And the showroom. <laughs> so there you go. If you are driving around Australia, you've got enough podcasts <laughs> to uh, keep your company over the weekend. But uh, Rusty, enjoy uh, Sandown, mate. Great to catch up. Thanks, guys. The checkered flags out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes, put your foot down with confidence. Get more good podcasts on the Listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.